0: Hello, hello! I'm Ashley Caudill, Associate Director for Learning Design and Teaching Innovation for the School of Education and Human Development at the University of Virginia, and welcome to Designed for Online. Experiential learning that engages students in real-life situation and contexts is one of the most effective instructional strategies as it engages learners by connecting to real-life applications. So how can we offer learners, especially virtual learners, real-world learning experiences when internships and apprenticeships aren't options? Enter scenario-based learning. Learners experience a simulated situation or event that presents a problem needing to be solved. Scenario-based learning also blends the engagement factor of real-life experience with the provision of a safe environment in which to practice. This safe place to fail affords students with an experience that offers real world application without the high stakes consequences. In this episode, I am joined by Dr. Heidi Kirby. Listen in as we dive into ways you can utilize this powerful instructional practice in your courses. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Designed for Online. Today I have with me Dr. Heidi Kirby who is a learning and development professional that went from teaching English to becoming an instructional designer for NASA. Heidi is also the host of the Building Learning and Organizational Culture podcast so be sure to check out that podcast as well. Welcome Heidi and thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Of course, and before we get started and dive into the questions I have for you, I was hoping you could briefly introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Yeah, so like you mentioned, um, I used to be an English professor, and then I moved into the world of corporate L&D, and that's where I've been for about five, six years now, Um, working first as an instructional designer, and then as a learning and development leader, Right now, my job is in customer education, and I manage a team of instructional designers. And um, like you said, I host a podcast. But I now also am a professor again. I teach adjunct for University of Florida, um teaching a podcasting course of all things. So, I've come full circle, (laughs) and I'm back in higher ed, but also still in corporate. So yeah, just a a lot of fun stuff going on.
0: Yeah, you are a very busy person, and that's so fun that you get to teach how to make a podcast. I feel like I should take that course to learn a couple things.
1: (laughs) I learn something every semester. It's great.
0: (laughs) So I wanted to start off with a very simple of the simplest questions. Um, I heard that you were quite the scenario-based learning guru, and so I was curious if you could just give us a broad overview of what is scenario-based learning and what is the theory behind it?
1: Yeah, so scenario-based learning is where we take a problem and we present it using a scenario or a story, and we provide the learner multiple different options, and then they can go ahead and solve that problem using those options. Um, It's not project-based learning, right? Because like that requires some sort of like artifact or thing that you hand in or turn in as a result. This can simply be working through problems and getting feedback, right? It's also not uh, simulation-based learning, which puts you in an immersive environment like with AR or VR. It can be used with simulation-based learning, but it doesn't have to be. The way I describe it to a lot of people is just by saying, remember those choose-your-own-adventure books that you read as a kid? That's scenario-based learning. That's that's a branching scenario at that. Like, it doesn't even have to be that involved. It can be. Um, the other example I give is, like, the math story problems, right? Like, you have a train going in one direction and a train going in the other direction. Technically, that is also scenario-based learning. I would argue that the story is pretty bad. And not like very relatable in those cases, but it's still putting you in the context of the situation, giving you choices and allowing you to work through a problem.
0: I love that you referenced the adventure books that we read (laughs) growing up as a kid because I loved those books. (laughs) They were so great to be able to tell your own story. So I love that analogy that you made. So, in regards to scenario based learning, what are the benefits of it? And then, Also, in turn, what are the drawbacks of it?
1: Yeah, so some of the benefits just from like the literature that's been in the research that's been done is that it helps to build confidence, right? It gives you this safe space to encounter scenarios. So for things like soft skills and leadership and some of those areas where confidence is really key to doing a good job, it gives you scenarios that you can you know, relate to your real life. And it builds that confidence where you're presented with a work related issue. And maybe you don't face the exact same issue, but you still kind of get an idea of how to respond. And on the other side of that, it also um, encourages self-awareness, right? You can, it's easier to admit our knowledge gaps when we're in that safe space, right? When we're just practicing, when we're just experimenting. So it provides a safe space to fail and to kind of admit those knowledge gaps that you have. It's also better for engagement and retention. So we know that storytelling is really great for retention, right? So presenting these things in a story format or in a scenario format is really helpful to retain the information, but also giving the learner those different choices really helps with engagement as well. And then it's really versatile, right? So we just talked about, we can have it be just text-based, right? We can incorporate it into AR, VR. We can put it into a game. We can do, I've seen some amazing like high production. They hired actors and they're doing like, you know, um, they put you in this scenario, the camera points to you and you have to decide what to do and they're acting things out. So you really can make it as big as you want or as small as you want. So those are the benefits. I would say that the drawback is a few folds. Like one thing is when people like myself and L&D, like talk about something a lot, right? Like I talk about scenario-based learning a lot because it's what I studied for like two years of my PhD program. I feel comfortable and confident talking about it as an intervention. But sometimes when we do that, people think that it's like the silver bullet, right? Well, this must be the answer to everything. And it's really not. It really has to fit within your specific learning project. And then the other thing is, if you're building a branching scenario, which is like question on top of question on top of question and how you answer, each question leads you to a different section. That can get really messy and really complicated really fast so it takes a long time to develop if you're using a branching scenario especially depending on the tool if you're mapping it out first and then building it in something else it always takes a lot longer than you think Um, but again it doesn't have to take a long time but a lot of people kind of default to branching scenario and then underestimate how long it's going to take them to create.
0: No, I could definitely see that I was trying to do something scenario-based learning-wise and I did a branching scenario, but by the end, I felt like I had so many paths that I was like, why did this get so complicated so fast? And so I just had to reevaluate and go back and be like, okay, what can I cut and how can I make this a little easier? Um, So I definitely appreciate you saying that that it can get complicated really fast. Um, But one thing that you referenced was that is a great segue into my other question is you talked about that it might not be the best fit for your learning goals. So I'm curious, how do you know if scenario-based learning is a good fit for your learning goals? Are there any like tips that you can provide to our listeners that say, yes, this would be an excellent way to you to utilize scenario-based learning?
1: Yeah, so the key is something that we call in instructional design an ill-structured problem. And so an ill-structured problem is the opposite of a well-structured problem. A well-structured problem is like two plus two equals four. There's one answer. There's always one right answer. You're not going to want to use a scenario-based learning approach for that, right? Because what kinds of answer options can you truly give that's going to inspire critical thinking when it's really just do this thing, right? So you're more like technical training that's very do this step one, do this step two is not gonna align really well with scenario-based learning. The ill-structured problems are the ones that have multiple possibilities, sometimes multiple right answers, right? You have to even get the right subject matter experts or stakeholders in the room to agree on which answer is even the best. There's so many different ways you can approach that. There's so many different things that you can do. And so when we have those problems that don't have a clear cut answer, that have maybe a best way of doing things, something like customer service or, you know, um, DEI type topics, these are all really great topics for scenario-based learning, but we're looking for that ill-structured problem, right? That, that, where we can give answer options and they're not gonna be obvious as to which one is right.
0: That makes sense. And I think it's kind of almost the approach of like, the good, better, best of yes. this is still correct, but it could be better. And here's how we can learn from it. So I think that is what I think of when you talk about what would make a good learning goal or what would make a good project for scenario-based learning based on your learning goals. So um, I'm going to take this time because it seems like a great transition to go into our brain break for this episode. And when we come back, Heidi and I are going to discuss how scenario-based learning can be used in an online environment. Hello everyone, I hope you're enjoying the conversation as much as I am. This episode's brain break is going to be a little bit different because we will be taking a short hiatus over the summer and not returning until fall 2023, so I'm only going to be providing the answer to the last episode's question. So last episode, I asked, how many people have walked on the moon? The answer... 12. Did you get it right? I look forward to providing you with more fun trivia questions when we return in the fall. And we're back. So before the break, we talked about how scenario-based learning can have benefits as well as drawbacks. But I wanted to shift the conversation to how scenario-based learning can be used in an online educational environment. So I'm going to start off with a question about how can, or how have you seen scenario-based learning used in higher education, especially in an online environment?
1: I will say, I feel like I haven't seen it used enough. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't quite seen it like where it could be, right? Everywhere it could be. Um, I think one of the things that we kind of miss is we do think of branching scenarios, right? So we think it has to be this big built out thing when really it can be a discussion prompt in an online environment, right? Like we can say, imagine that this is you or imagine that you're in this scenario, how would you handle it? And then let everybody, you know, weigh in and compare notes and and talk about it together. It can also just be added to like assessments, right? Right. So you can have assessment questions that are scenario-based and just standalone as well. Um, So I think there's a lot of opportunity and I don't see it being used as often as I think it could be because I think people just think it's
0: too big. I think I would agree with that. And in regards to like online learning and design, it can already be so big and overwhelming. I could see somebody who's new to online instruction, trying to incorporate scenario-based learning can feel like a really heavy lift but it could be as simple as a discussion prompt, which is great. And I think about a course that I was helping an instructor design where our discussion prompt was, okay, put yourself in the shoes of you are the principal. How would you, you know, respond to parents that had this particular issue or something like that. And that put them in the, their thinking caps on to be like, okay, how would I respond to parents in this role? And then we also, had some of the students be the parents reading that email and I feel like that was really effective and at the time mm-hmm. I was like this is great but I couldn't think of what we were doing and I'm like as we were talking I was like that was scenario-based learning. Yeah that's the other thing I think people don't people do what makes sense right
1: like they're like oh they have a cool idea and they don't really label it and that's fine like you don't have to label everything that you do but I think sometimes we use it and we don't even know but like You were saying the benefit of that is like, you don't even have to plan out
0: all the answer options and you can come back and give feedback, which you should always do. No, I love that. And it's a super easy way to get your toes wet in here and then build and expand on it and even go into a crazy branching scenario if you wanted to. So as we're talking about just kind of how to use it in, you know, as a faculty member, how could a faculty member or instructional design professional get started in creating scenario-based learning, which we kind of talked about, but what considerations should they account for when they wanted to get started in this space?
1: Yeah, so I think a few things. I think, again, looking for those ill-structured problems, like say you already have a course that you're teaching, right? which is usually the case, um, unless you're building something completely new. But typically, you already have a course that you've taught or done something with, It can be as easy as just looking through that for the ill-structured problems. And then, like I said, you know, adding a discussion question or adding something to the assessment, it doesn't have to be an entire course. A lot of times people think we have to like present a lesson and then have a branching scenario and have that be the assessment, but it can just be one question at the end of a course. Or um, if you want to go all in and create a branching scenario, the other thing is, you don't have to start with the lesson material. It can be exploratory, right? So you can start with a scenario, let people discuss it, right? Like the one you mentioned, what would you do if this was the communication, right? You start with that discussion first and then follow up and say, here are the best practices for communicating with parents, you know, whatever. And you can give that lesson info as feedback and then kind of reinforce it. But again, you want to make sure that then after you've identified your ill structured problems, like make sure that it aligns with the goals and the outcome, like is a scenario really the right choice here? And then if it is, you can go ahead and write out the scenario, um, you know, and then the most important part is creating the rigorous assessment, right? Giving the answer options that are actually plausible. I talk a lot about that because I've seen way too many where it's like, you know, you uh, I go back to the difficult conversation because it's very easy, right? You're having a difficult conversation with someone. How do you greet them when you're angry? Do you shake their hand or do you flip the table, right? It's really obvious answer options where you're like, I wonder what the right answer is. Right? (laughs) You have to make it at least a little bit rigorous so that people are using those critical thinking skills, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's really important for sure. And one thing that I wanted to ask, because we talked about simpler ways to incorporate scenario-based learning, and so my last question to you is, we have some faculty and some of our listeners might not be as technically savvy as some. So I wanted to see if you had any best practices for building scenario-based learning experiences but without a lot of technology behind it. So it sounds like we talked a little bit about building it native within an LMS of discussion prompts and things like that. But do you have any other best practices?
1: Yeah. So I mean, I think probably the most difficult space to use it in is kind of like your e-learning authoring tools because you have to really build it out ahead of time and then go ahead and put it in there. So using it natively, like if you're able to add it to an assessment or a discussion question, that's great. But also just something really simple, like um, a Google Slides or a PowerPoint where you can just link out to other slides, especially for like those branching scenarios where you give the answer options, you just link to the right next slide, you can just really use it within Google Slides or PowerPoint or anything that allows you to like link out to another piece. Um so there's some there's different tools out there um, that are specifically for creating scenario based learning. I still haven't found one that I would like shout from the mountaintops. So
0: so I really loved your response about utilizing PowerPoint or Google Slides because those are super easy, free tools that I feel like a lot of people are familiar with. But one that I wanted to recommend if you or our listeners aren't familiar with is H5P, which it has a bunch of activity types and how to just engage and use different assessment types. But they have a scenario branching one where it's essentially a glorified PowerPoint. And you can embed video and you can pick which choice and things like that. And I've used that. And it's been a super cool tool to use. And so if you haven't checked that one out, that's one that I would definitely recommend because it's really easy to get started, Um, but it's one step above PowerPoint or Google Slides like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people use um, a program called Twine.
0: Um,
1: It's really good for kind of prototyping, but you do need a little bit of like, just a smidge of coding knowledge to be able to do it well. Um, Christy Tucker actually has a lot of great resources on using Twine to build scenarios. Um, so she's a great resource to check out if you're feeling brave. Um, I haven't used it in a couple of years just because I'm not that brave, Uh, but it is another option. If you're looking for something, it, it visually maps it out really nicely
0: too. So it sounds like we have like tiers. Now we start with just native with the LMS of adding it to discussion prompts, assessments. Then you get your PowerPoint and Google Slides, and then you get possibly H5P. And then we get you, I believe it was called Twine, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to write that down because now I'm curious about it.
1: (laughs) Actually, a lot of people use it to write like choose your own adventure fiction still to this day. And they just have it like in an online space.
0: That's so cool. I should definitely look into it then. Um, So those were all of the questions that I had for you today. And I wanted to thank you so much for talking with me about scenario-based learning. It's a topic that I feel like a lot of people, like I said earlier, might already be doing it, but they don't know what it's called, or they might have heard about it, but they're a little too nervous to get started in that space. And you gave some great best practices and tips of how to get started and not having to be overwhelmed at the beginning. So thank you so much. I know our listeners are really going to enjoy our conversation. Yes, thanks for having me. And that concludes this episode of Designed for Online. We've learned how scenario-based learning can impact student learning and doesn't have to be complicated. Putting learners in the context of a situation, giving them plausible choices, and encouraging their critical thinking to solve a problem can be as simple as creating a choose-your-own-adventure story. Providing students with a safe space to engage in realistic problems builds student confidence, Leadership skills and improves retention. One thing we do know is that scenario based learning is an effective practice that provides any number of soft and hard skill development benefits for your students. If you have an exciting topic you want to hear on future Design for Online episodes, feel free to email me at ac8ga at virginia.edu. We are going to be taking a short hiatus over summer break, but we will return in fall of 2023. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.